Okay, so open your Bibles to Second Samuel. I'll try to get you out before two o'clock. And uh, you know, something occurred to me this week about how many attacks. Okay, let, let me say this. How many times do you have to lick a Tootsie Roll until you get to the chocolate? It's about three times for me, lick, lick, crunch. So, how many times do you forgive somebody that asks you to forgive them? Jesus said 70 times 7. That's a lot. <clears throat> how many battles do you fight until you win the war? An undetermined amount, right? But we know we're going to win the war, right? Revelation says that the Lord is going to rescue everyone that has the seal, his seal on their forehead. And so how many battles do you have to fight before you win the war? Till the war's won. We don't know the answer. We don't know the answer. And so uh, a lot of questions have been coming in this week. What do we do next? I don't know. We show up. And the next thing is, let's get the Scott building ready to have Sunday school. We could have three or four classrooms in there. And I think that it, it may not be ready next week. Probably not. But maybe in two or three weeks, we'll be full swing into Sunday school again. All right? So it got me to thinking about Goliath. He was a big dude. I don't know exactly how tall nine feet is, but uh, Susie, would you stand? No, not really. <laughs> she said, oh, that's cute. Um, if you... Double the height of Susie. <laughs> Maybe three times? Okay. All right, so the basketball goal at regulation is 10 feet, right? So one foot below, his head would have come just one foot. So like the basketball goal, 10 feet tall, his head would have been one foot lower. He would have just been... All day long. Man, a coach's dream right there. And so that was one battle. That was one. That wasn't the final battle. It was one. In fact, they came back. Did you know? They came back. The Bible says... You know, I mean, we have dealt with so many things, and I'm not whining, and I don't give the devil near as much credit as some people do. A lot of times, bad things that happen is just our stupidity, our bad judgment, our whatever, mistakes. But in this case, I can't figure it out. We literally were in there just a very short time, there was no smell. You know how a burning wire has a smell. There was no smell. It, that box was not hot. Come out of the bathroom, I'm standing right in front of it. 
was not hot. Two hours later, the whole building's engulfed in flames. I don't know the answer. Did somebody start it? I don't think so. But whatever happened, it went fast, really, really fast. And we're not going to figure it out. We don't have to know all the details to trust the Lord. We don't have to know exactly what happened in the past and whose fault it was in order for us to look to the future. Isn't it true that one of the greatest things we can learn in life is how to write the past mistakes off? We don't forget them, but we write them off. We don't quit reliving them over and over and over. We move forward and we win the battle that we're in. In Jesus' name. And so I wanted to read out of this scripture in 2 Samuel in uh, chapter 2. Pardon me, 22. And also by next week or the next, we're going to try to have more than four light bulbs. <laughs> David is working hard on that. He's got a good solution, I think to replace those with LED fixtures that put out more light. They've served a good purpose for a long time, but it's time to replace them. You know, change is good. I don't like it to come in this way, through a fire. And, you know, I've already had a couple people say, oh, well, you know, people get suspicious when big fires happen. And I say, let me tell you right now, the only money this church is going to get is what it takes to fix those buildings. It's going to be a hard, hard road to hoe. And it's going to be long. And there is no financial benefit to us for this happening. Uh, yes, we are going to get to fix these rooms up, but that was part of our policy. We're going to have bigger and better and more beautiful than it's ever been but it's going to be like labor pains to get there. And I'll tell you right now, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. In Jesus' name. I want to be a part of a church that won't quit. The problem is I'm getting to be about half blind. And I cannot read this. <laughs> and God said, All right, verse fifteen. Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel. And David went down and his servants with him. Now we know the story, right? David's the giant killer, right? Chapter 22, 2 Samuel verse 15. 2 Samuel 22 verse 15. Oh, how about trying chapter 21? It's all coming into focus now. Oh, 
with a little help from the audience. <laughs> yep. No, I just need light right now. <laughs> Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel. See, with the feeding, defeating the Goliath, the giant Goliath was not the end. It was just a battle. My goodness, that's like one of the biggest things in history. And we think, wow, that was the whole war. No, it was a battle. They came back again. Did you know Goliath had a daddy and three brothers? And they were all giants. I'm sure you've read this story. But I want to be, yeah, I mean, sometimes I think I would love to be David. I would have loved to have been David. But I don't know. I think I want to be, when I look at it, I think I want to be Elhanan. Never heard of him, have you? Well, okay, I would settle for Sibakaya. Everybody knows his name, right? Okay, if not that, then Ishbibinob. Ishbibinob. I'll take him. I'll be him. All right. My, there's a point to all this silliness. David defeated Goliath, but they came back three more times with more giants. And so, David, it says, went to fight, and he brought his people with him, but he fell. He went faint. He didn't die, but the people thought he had died. It was rumored everywhere that they thought David was dead. How do I know that? Because it says... Ishbenibob, Billy Bob, let's just call him Billy Bob. <laughs> Billy Bob, which was one of the sons of the giant, the weight of, listen to this, the weight of whose spear, this is just his spear, weighed 300 shekels of brass. He, he was girded with a brand new sword that everybody thought had killed David. So not only was David not able to beat this giant because it didn't work out. It doesn't explain it, does it? But everybody thought he had been killed and he was wearing a sword probably bragging that he had killed David. David wasn't dead. It reminds me of Jesus. When Satan thought he had killed Jesus and they had laid him in the grave and he, was, he had given up the ghost to God and everybody, the rumor went wild. Jesus is dead. Jesus is dead. Jesus is dead. But I want you to know Jesus did not stay dead. David was not dead and David came back. But in the meantime... There were other heroes that rose to the occasion. Ishbenibob, Billy Bob, the son of the giant. But who killed him? Ashbashiah. Ashbashiah, 
Verse 17, the son of Zeruiah, or Zeruiah, succored him and smote him. In other words, somehow he tricked him. Somehow it doesn't explain. I wish it would told that story. How about you? I know how David beat the giant. David beat the giant. He took five stones. And I've heard preachers say the reason he got five stones is because he knew he had a daddy and four brothers. But this young man, it says, tricked him. Somehow tricked the giant and slew him. Sometimes you got to outsmart the devil. Sometimes you got to let the Lord lead you in a way you never thought would work, but he already knows it will work. The Lord's ways are always the right ways. And it's not going to end with one battle. I'm going to tell you right now, they burnt down our cowboy church. They tried to burn down our church before and got stopped. Oloso Church got burned down and they had church with us in our building for over a year. And they tried to burn the church down this time and partially succeeded. These are battles the war is still raging. They're big battles. They're giants. They're all giants. But God wins every time when his champion rises. And I'm not talking about one person here in Union Valley. I'm talking about the church is the champion for Jesus Christ here in this valley. And so, Zeruiah smoked the Philistines. And then the men of David aware unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle, thou, that thou quench not the light of Israel. In other words, David was in bad shape, and they were afraid he was going to die. And right now he was called the light of Israel. But see, David couldn't do it this time. David couldn't make it happen this time. But these other champions rose up. Zeruiah. It came to pass, verse 18. After this, that there was again another battle with the Philistines at Gob. Then Sibachiah, the Hushathite, slew Saph, which was of the sons of the giant. So that was the other, Saph, the other giant. And he was slain by Sibachiah. And there was again a battle in Gob with the Philistines, where Elhanan, the son of Jehororagan, a Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. And there was yet another battle in Gath, where a man of great stature, and on every one of his hands he had six fingers, on every foot he had six toes, Twenty 
digits. And he also was born to the giant. And when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shemiah, the brother of David, slew him. Jonathan slew the giant. Elhanan slew the giant. Sibachiah slew the giant. And Zeruiah, Zeruiah slew the giant. Verse 22. These four were born to the giant in Gath and fell for the hand of David and the hands of his servants. Now let's look at the next scripture. David spoke unto the Lord the words of the song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my deliverer. This was not after one battle. This was after five battles. This was not after a little skirmish. This was after killing the most horrible enemies, the strongest enemies, the reoccurring enemies, the ones that would defeat any normal person, the ones that would put people on the run normally. But they did not run. They fought and they, it wasn't just a mind war. It was a war that involved their hands and their will and their strength and their work and their dedication. They could have all run. When David got weak and couldn't fight the battle, they might say, we can't survive. But I'm going to say, Randall Christie is not the one fighting this battle. It's all of us fighting this battle. And if I am not here tomorrow, you can go on because you can defeat all these giants. All of them. And you don't have to know ahead of time. You don't have to know ahead of time. It is about Jesus Christ. And I like it. I like the story. Because it's like Paul Harvey, the rest of the story. You know? I really like the part about the guy that's got six fingers and six toes. You know? I just want to know what he did. What was the next thing he did after wee, wee, wee all the way home? I cannot figure that one out. How many know, really, how many know that Jesus Christ is going to use this church until that trumpet sounds and the midnight cry is heard? It, we had a powerful testimony service Wednesday night. It's on our Facebook page. If you haven't taken the time to watch it, I would inspire, encourage you to do that. It's very inspiring. We had several people that gave their testimonies Wednesday night. It's very, very worth watching. And it's on our Facebook page. And, you know, the Lord is working in so many lives. 
Ways that we don't even know. I mean, we could do that this morning, and we will do that real soon on a Sunday morning. We need to do more of it. We need to hear each other's stories more often. But I'm going to close with this. It doesn't have to be David or Zebekiah or Elhanan. It has to be the one God chooses. God has chosen this church to win people to Jesus. On the first day after it happened, we sent to the lumber yard and a man was led to Christ right there in the lumber yard. <clears throat> that may have been the whole reason for all of it. But I don't think so. I think it's going to be a mighty harvest. The devil wanted to stop the world mission team with the coronavirus. But we're going to get back. We're going to go back. Mike and Jan are determined to go back. The door is going to reopen. The... <clears throat> the devil wanted to stop the great passion play. And guess what? He used this church to reopen it. And hundreds of thousands of people have seen it and experienced it since that day. There are so many blessings. Our feeding program is not stopped, and it will not stop until the Lord is ready for us to close it. And right now, it's wide open and going strong. There's so many things happening right here. The Lord is not going to stop because we're willing to keep going. We had church in the parking lot. We'll have church in the ball gym. We'll have church out under a tree if we have to because we are the church and this is just a building. In Jesus' name, let's stand.